What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the first episode of the We Too Deep podcast. I am your host, We Too Deep. And maybe maybe you're thinking to yourself, I've heard that intro song before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same one I used when I hosted the Calling Audibles podcast. And that's exactly what this is basically going to be. It's but but see what happened was was when I hosted that, I have this sort of philosophy. When I have people with me, I tend to let them do the talking, right? Because uh and then I'll sort of just facilitate the conversation. And that's what I was basically hosting the Calling Audibles podcast, right? And no hate to it. The format was pretty cool. Uh, there were things that I liked to do that didn't really get done, and but we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna draw out on the past. We're gonna move towards the future. This is the We Too Deep podcast, and it's basically going to be my thoughts on the on the world of football, whether it's college or professional. We're going to talk the world of football, and. I have a pretty, I believe, unique way at looking at football. Um, I don't look at it, I believe, the way that most people tend to look at at the sport. Um, But that shouldn't surprise you if you know me. I look at a lot of things differently than a lot of people would look at them. Um, But before we go any further... I want to uh, push you guys towards some somehow uh, some uh, some ways you could keep up with not just this podcast but my other podcast which is the Slapping Meat Wrestling podcast as well as um fr- my brother and my friend Cody they do a wrestling show called the Beyond the Junkyard podcast and that is by going you see that little logo in the left corner the JMG, that is the Junkyard Media Group. If you go to junkyardmediagroup.com, that is where you can find all the podcasts and the one-stop shop to check them all out. Now, I don't know if this one's on there yet. I've, I've I told them that I'm going to do it, and I, and, I, and I asked them to put me on the website. Uh, as of the recording of episode one, I don't know if I'm on there yet. But I do know that the two wrestling shows are on there. There's also some blog posts, and and maybe I'll, I'll write a little bit about the world of football. I don't know. I'm not a big writer. I'm not a big reader. I, I like to talk and listen to people's opinions and and, and speak this way. Right? I feel like I I uh, I get my opinion out a lot better when I speak it this way. So I don't know about all the writing and all that, but we'll see. We'll see uh, where we go. But all that being said. This podcast is basically just going to be my opinion on the world of football. And um, let's go ahead and get the biases out of the way. Because I do believe every fan, if you are a fan of a team, you have a bias towards your team. I, I don't think that there's a single person who is immune to that type of bias. So with that being said, when I speak on college football, in the world of college football, I am a Clemson Tiger fan. When, when, when I speak on the world of professional football, of the NFL, I am a New England Patriots fan. So those are my two teams. So a lot of my content, just because of the two teams that I follow, is going to be centered around those two teams 
specifically, but but I'm going to try to remain as general as possible and speaking about things that are happening in the league itself. And so college football, though, that world's sort of over with, right? The national championship was uh, this this past Monday. Michigan won, and what pretty much was a blowout uh, of of a national championship game. They they were the best team all year. They deserved to be champion. I thoroughly agree with that point. Um, I think so. Just to speak on that for just a little bit, I think the outcome is pretty obvious, and I think Washington. Um, Washington University had a fantastic season, but there was a little bit of bias in how easy that Pac-12 was. And they had a lot of close Pac-12 games. It was a really good conference to watch in their final year as a conference. Um, but it, it, for the most part, it was pretty easy, man. That uh, You know, you get past USC, which had a, a mid-season. You get past Oregon. You had to get past them twice. You get past Oregon State, which I, I feel was pretty easy. I think Washington really was the school to beat um, in the Pac-12 all year round. But then you get them, you you put them against the Big Ten, like Michigan, right? And this is what Washington is, is sort of walking itself into by joining the Big Ten starting the next season. I don't know how ne- necessarily how good Washington is going to be, especially seeing how Kalen DeBoer, their head coach, now is moving to Alabama because Nick Saban retired. Like, big news is happening this week all across the world of football. What a week to start a podcast, right? We got stuff to talk about. Nick Saban goes out quite Honestly, probably going to go down as the best college football coach of all time. Maybe second behind Bear Bryant. Um, But arguably could be one of the top college coaches, if not the best college coach of all time. Right. And and so congratulations to all Coach Saban has done. I, I, I never hated Coach Saban. I, I hated Alabama for other reasons, and that is I just don't like their fans. I think their fan base is a little bit basic. And um, when you don't have a pro team and you make your college team basically your whole life like the state of Alabama does, um, I mean, Alabama, I understand like they are a powerhouse, right? But I don't know, man. I think Kalen DeBoer is going to struggle a little bit. I think we may, we may see Alabama mid-pack for a few years because Kalen DeBoer is not a, a, a good, he's not a good recruiter. He's never recruited in the South ever being up in Washington, right? He's never really stepped foot in recruiting in the Southeast. And it's a whole different ball game down here, man. I live in the Southeast. It's a whole different ball game when it comes to recruiting. You're going to have to go up against Georgia, Clemson, Florida, Miami, Florida state, Auburn, Texas, Right, right, and and the guys down here are bigger, faster, stronger. It isn't it isn't the sort of air raid style offense that you see on the West Coast. Um, it isn't you know I, the quarterbacks here they're not going to throw the ball eighty five yards in high school, but but they're, they're going to know how to run a pro style offense. You got to you know recruiting in the Southeast. It, it, it's a challenge, man, and I don't know if Kalen DeBoer is going to be able to do it. Um, and so that's something that I'm looking forward to is seeing how Alabama sort of transitions 
Um, you know, and what I'll give credit for Nick Saban for doing is he used to be like, I'm going to, uh, he used to be like that defensive guru, right? And he understood as the world of football changed, he had to get, you know, bigger wide receivers, better wide receivers, better quarterbacks. And Alabama has sort of been like wide receiver and quarterback you over the last few years. Tua, Mac Jones, which, you know, we could, we could question whether or not Mac Jones is an NFL caliber quarterback. But Tua, Mac Jones, he helped coach Jalen Hurts. Um, um, you know, uh, Milrow, when he goes up, he's going to be on an NFL team. Um, and so you you got some guys coming out of out of that program. You got wide receivers that are crazy, running backs that are crazy, right? Alabama, like Saban, with what he did in Alabama, was he was able to adjust with um the times and and how football changed right he was able to adjust and because of that he was able to remain on the top of his game and go out on his terms in comparison let's take away his former boss and bill belichick which is who we're really going to talk about here um if you see the title it is titled new era new england um, as a Patriots fan, I had to start the episode off talking about my Patriots. Right, it's been a rough year, and the writing was on the wall that Belichick will be leaving. But 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 notice if I can compare him to Nick Saban, it's almost perfect that Nick Saban retires and Bill Belichick gets fired. You know, they mutually agreed to to. But he got fired. Right, I could go walk up to my boss today and say. You know, and they could be like, hey, we're going to fire you. And I could say, well, I quit. Well, and we mutually uh, agreed to part terms. I got fired. Right. That, right. That, that's that, that's what it is. Bill Belichick got fired. He's getting replaced. Right. And, and if we can compare him sort of having to leave his post. Not on his terms, compare it to Nick Saban being able to leave his post on his own terms. Well, what's the difference? And the difference is Bill Belichick never adapted to the league. He tried to do things his way every single year, and he never adapted. And so we'll talk about it in a minute. In a minute. I don't want to talk about Bill Belichick without giving my thanks because I, I don't want to seem like the ungrateful Patriots fan that I feel people think I may be. A lot of people sort of are going to view Patriots fans and have viewed Patriots fans as very spoiled. Um. And, and, and there are some that are. Um, I don't want to be like this guy that's, you know, quick to bury Belichick. Um, I want to give him thanks. But do, like, six Super Bowls, like, as a fan, right? I've been a fan for this team. This 2024, the 2024 season, if I can remember correctly, will be my 20th season as a Patriots fan. Now, granted, I was like seven, eight years old when I became a fan, right? But I was just getting into football, right, around that time. And so 20 years as a fan and three years I've suffered watching football, outside, you know, outside of the last three seasons, I've had 17, well, at this point, really 16. I've had 16 good seasons as a as a fan of the Patriots, not to mention Bill Belichick before then in the three years before 
you know, the four, well, he was coaching four years before I became a fan, and three of those four years, he won two Super Bowls, right? Like, we're talking about at two different times in his tenure, he had a dynasty. He won six Super Bowls. God knows, I don't even remember the amount of AFC championships, 11 Super Bowl appearances. Like, I'm not going to be ungrateful that Bill Belichick really brought my, the fan the, the fans of the franchise that I am a fan of a lot of things to, to be happy for over the last two decades. I haven't had to really ne- necessarily hate watching Patriots football except for the last three seasons. And even then, like, it wasn't like it was awful things to watch. I'm hopeful after this year. Like, I know a lot of Patriots fans are down in the dumps. We're four and tw- we're four and uh uh, 13, we have the number three pick, and I'm sitting over here. We have a championship-caliber defense. We have the third overall pick where we can grab somebody that could be a franchise player and the quarterback position. And so I'm hopeful after this year, man. I'm really hopeful after this year, um, at this current point, that the Patriots were not as far in the dumps as a lot of fans think we are. Um, and so Bill Belichick, man, you're always a Patriot. Thank you for, for the 20 plus years of, of service to the new England area. Um, I'm not from there. I've never lived up there. I've only been in, in Boston once, but I know how much you mean to that area, how much you mean to me as a, as a fan of the sports, uh, you know, you know, you're the greatest coach to ever do it college or pros. In my opinion, Bill Belichick is the goat the best coach to ever coach. I hope wherever you go next, because I know you're going to go after that the, the wind record, wherever you go next, I wish you the best of luck. Um, and, and I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. I think Bill Belichick goes one of two places. The Chargers. And let's talk about why I think the Chargers real quick. I think he goes to the Chargers because he already has an offense in place there. You got a quarterback in Herbert. He's good. He's good. You got um you got wide receivers and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnston. You got a running back in Austin Eckler. You got a pretty decent offensive line. You're set offensively. Where where the Chargers really struggle is on the defensive side of the ball. What is Bill Belichick the best at? The defensive side of the ball. I think Bill Belichick to the Chargers, it makes a lot of sense. It also makes a lot of sense because he's probably going to ask for a little bit of roster control. Maybe they maybe they don't give him full GM, but maybe some say in the roster. They just fired their GM as well. There is a GM opening, as far as I'm aware, in the Chargers organization. So that makes a lot of sense for someone like Bill Belichick. You know, it's also, you know, he's lived in, in, in snowy, cold New England for tw- the last two decades. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to to go out to L.A. as like a retirement tour with an already stacked offense, a defense that, you know, he could turn around and get the most out of these. I mean, he's been make, making nobodies into somebodies for the last two decades, right? And then they get a top 10 pick. Like, what more can you ask for? Whoever gets that Chargers job is getting the dream job, right? That That is the dream job right now of, of vacancies in, in the NFL. The second place that I, that I think, and I'm not the first one to come up with this idea, 
But the second place I could see Bill Belichick going is if the Eagles lose to Tampa Bay on Monday, I could see Nick Sirianni packing his bags out the door. I, I really think that's going to happen. And I could see Bill Belichick taking himself right into Philadelphia. I think he fits the culture of the team in the city. I think he fits Philly very well, culturally. You know, tough, tough guy, loves football. Like, Bill Belichick fits the culture so much. Positionally, the the Eagles would be a beautiful job to go to. Because, again, similar to the Chargers, they have an offense. They have an offense. They have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts. They have a running game with DeAndre Swift, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott. You have receivers with Devon, uh, the, the, the Smith. I don't know why I want to say Devontae Adams. Uh, what's his first name? Is it Devontae Smith? I think it is. Devontae Smith. I, I just had a brain fart there. Devontae Smith. Maybe A.J. Brown. I don't know. Some drama's going on with A.J. Brown right now, yo. Some, he's deleted his Twitter. He's deleted all but like six posts on Instagram. He didn't show up to practice. Granted, he, he did get hurt last week. So who knows what's going on with A.J. Brown? Is he going to be an eagle? Is he not going to be an eagle? Who knows? Uh, but he's being a little diva at the moment, uh, which is a whole other story we could talk about, but we're not going to. Right? You got that offense. Now, Kelsey's probably going to retire. Lane Johnson's probably going to retire. But you have Mylotta, Dickerson, uh, uh, Cam Jurgens is going to come in, probably fill in at, at center. Um, and so you got a pretty decent offensive line. You just need a right tackle. Um, because Mylotta's got the left side. You're going to need to replace Lane Johnson eventually. And um, I, hate, I hate to make it to you. Jack Driscoll, you suck. You suck ball sack, dude. You're you're really bad. Like I think there are uh, college level tackles right now who could play tackle at a better level than Jack Jack Driscoll right now. I think they could take my fat ass and get me on the field, and I think I could do just as good as Jack Jack Driscoll does um, with a little bit of practice. Because Jack Driscoll is pretty bad, man. Pretty bad. He gets beat on every snap. He gets beat on every snap. <laughs> um, but th- that Eagles offense is fine. Where is their struggle? Where is their struggle? But so they started 10 and 1, right? They started 10 and 1. They go into the bye week and they come out. And what's their struggle? They can't tackle worth the shit. Their defense is the tr- is well, again, you, you plug in this guy in Bill Belichick, and all he does is eat, sleep, shit, and watch football. And he's a defensive guru. He'll have them tackling like it's nothing. This is a perfect fit. If the Chargers go someone else other than Belichick, I would not be surprised if if Sariani's out at Philly. If Belichick's number one on the list to go to go into Philly, I would not be surprised if that's the choice. It would not surprise me one bit if Nick Sariani gets fired, and Bill Belichick coaches the Philadelphia Eagles. It would not surprise me one bit. Not at all. Not at all. It would not surprise me at all. Um, but with that being said, sort of push this off enough. Let's talk about the new era in New England, and then we'll talk about this 
and then we'll end the show by doing some playoff predictions. Um, and and a little bit of of housekeeping on how these episodes are going to be posted after, you know, going on from today. Um. All right, so let's let's go ahead. New era in New England. So if you guys haven't figured out yet, Bill Belichick has been sort of mutually. I say he just got fired, but a mutual agreement sounds better, right? They mutually agreed to part ways. Belichick's out in New England, and this is like it's like bittersweet news to me. Like, like I've been calling for Belichick to basically be removed, at least at the GM position since Tom Brady left, right? Now, there are a lot of Patriot fans who are like, this is the saddest day in Boston sports history, you know, in terms of pain. And to me, it's not. I think Brady leaving was more painful to me. Um, I think Bill Belichick, I'm going to be honest with you, Bill Belichick overdued his state. He overstayed his welcome in New England. And because if I, if I were to go back, you know, when Tom Brady left, the argument at the time was, did Brady make the dynasty or did Belichick make the dynasty? And, and, and and a lot of people were on the on the bandwagon that Brady made the dynasty, and I wasn't. I was all you know. It was Belichick's system. Brady just filled filled in his role. I think this may be one of the few areas where I think I got it wrong. <laughs> um, I, honestly, like I think I got it wrong here. I'm I'm looking back now, and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. It was Brady. And now let me tell you why I think it's Brady now, because Bill Belichick. As good of a defensive-minded guy as he is, he couldn't run an offense to save his life. So what did Brady do? Brady was a competent field manager who essentially who essentially was able to run the playbook and be the coach on the field for the offense. He was able, he was, he was, I mean, he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. And so you have him on the field, you know, a quarterback can cover up you know, a head coach that isn't very good at running an offense. But if you don't have a quarterback, right, if you don't have a quarterback, and we've seen it when you've had Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi as your quarterback, and they're not Tom Brady level. They're not able to make up from the, the fact that the offense, you know, well, let's just be quite honest. It's It sucks. The Patriots offense sucks, dude. Right? And so, and then we look at him as a GM, and he just gets even worse. Like, as good as a coach as he is, holy shit, his 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 drafting ability, I think his dog could do better. Honestly, the last 10 years of drafts have been bust. You go back and you look at, at you know, the 2022 draft, Cole Strange, uh, Tyquan Thornton, Bailey Zappi, uh, there's a bunch of people who aren't even on the team in that draft anymore. You know, I think Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris were in this draft. Chasen Hines, who's not on the team, or maybe he's on the practice squad, but he's not playing. It's a bust. And for 10 years, we've had bust after bust after bust after bust of draft class because Bill Belichick's not a good drafter. He's just not. He's great at coaching defense. Right, so we go into this 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 past April, right, the 2023 NFL draft. We go in. We're already the slowest offense in the league. We're the slowest offense in the league. And what does Bill Belichick do? He drafts. He, he drafts Christian Gonzalez, which I think we needed. We needed a corner, so very good pick at, at, in the first round. But outside of Christian Gonzalez, he gets two guards, two kickers. 
And that's about it. Two guards, two kickers. By the way, this kicker, Chad Ryland, went like 50%. Like, dude can dude couldn't kick a field goal to save it. I think I think Helen Keller could have made more field goals than him. Dude. <laughs> I mean, our partner was our you know, he was a great draft pick. But but when you're when you're praising drafting a punter, come on, dude. I mean, Pop Douglas was a good Mario Douglas was a very good pick out of Liberty, but he was like a six round pick, and you've missed on everything else. You missed on everything else, right? You you picked Tyquan Thornton like three picks before George Pickens. Come on, Bill, what are you doing? Like, no, no diss to Tyquan Thornton. He's a he's a speed guy. But but he played like 12 snaps this year. He had like 97 yards as a second-round pick two years ago. He had like 97 yards this year. We're the slowest offense in the league, and you take offensive linemen. This is a league that's all centered around outside stars, speed guys on the outside, and a and quarterback. And you give me Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Right? So as a GM, Bill Belichick is not it. And, and that's where, like, if you're someone like the Eagles, you got Howie Roseman there. Belichick doesn't need roster control. Howie Roseman's one of the greatest GMs in the league, dog. The Eagles make the most sense for me for where Belichick can go. It makes the most sense for me. I think he wants the Chargers job because I think he can get that roster control. But if you're, a, if you're an owner and you're interviewing Bill Belichick and you got to sit here and think, you know, you haven't been able to draft very well. Your record speaks for yourself there, Bill. It's not very good. Do you draft Bill Belichick? Or excuse me, do you sign Bill Belichick to be your GM as, right? Because it's hard to be an NFL coach. It's Individually, it's hard to be a coach. Individually, it's hard to be a GM. Together, it's impossible. I don't believe there's a single person on the planet who could be a head coach and an NFL head coach and an NFL GM together and do it, you know, to the best of their ability and do it well. I don't think there's a single person on this planet who could do it. And so Philadelphia, if Nick Sirianni's out and Bill Belichick's in and all he has to worry about is being the head coach and fixing that defense, and Harry Roseman's going to get him all the star players that he needs to operate the offense. The Eagles the Eagles got him made, dog. <laughs> but back to my Patriots, right? So Belichick's out, which is fine. But we replace him with, with not my words, but of, of the media in Boston, Gerard Mayo, who I have issues with being the head coach anyway, just from an experience standpoint, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But he's 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 never been a coordinator. And let's just talk about this experience. He was a he was a linebackers coach this season and I think last season. Um when he before he came to coach as a linebackers coach for the Patriots, which I think he came in in 2019, 2020. Prior to that. Um, I think he, he was like working in finance after he retired from the league, but he played for the Patriots. He went, he retired. He went into finance. He came back in actually what it was. He went and worked, I think at NBC sports and then came in and, and joined the staff at the Patriots as a linebackers coach. And people really took a liking to him. And, and he, he was interviewed for the Eagles head coach job before Sirianni got it. Last year, he declined to interview for the Panthers. 
And so he's had interest, but he doesn't have the experience. He's never been a coordinator. He's only been positional coaches. And maybe, maybe I'm just like old school, but I, I want like, I don't know, but, but, but the, but the word about him is he's Bill Belichick Jr. The only system he ever played in was Bill Belichick. The only system he ever coached in was Bill Belichick. And this is my problem. And this is something that New England does, especially Boston. They do so much. They live on the past, right? You know, you go to Boston and it's all about the history. They're not doing anything new in Boston, right? You, you talk about the sports teams in Boston and it's all about the Red Sox and, and look at what we've done in the past. And it's all right. And, and we're look, the Patriots. We're six times super. Yeah. But okay. But we've been five years without a playoff win. What are you doing for me now, dog? This, this is a, this is a, what are you doing for me now league? And we're resting right now on our laurels of six Super Bowls from two decades ago. Right. And, and this is something that I don't think Patriot fans are going to like me saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Put it on, I put it on X or Twitter, or whatever you're calling it at these days. If we're not careful, if we're not careful in 10, 15 years, we're Cowboys fans. We're talking about the laurels of the past, we're talking about the greats of the good old days. Right. And this is my problem with bringing in Duran Mayo. It's just tradition as normal. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. We got a defensive-minded guy who's going to be very good at defense. With talks of bringing in potential guys on his staff that he used to play with, like Dante Hightower, and there's there's potential of Wes Welker coming to be the defensive coordinator or the offensive coordinator, excuse me, offensive coordinator um, or a receiver's coach. Um, and, and there's talks about bringing, you know, former Patriots back and our, our whole staff is basically Patriot, Patriot, old Patriot players or talks of bringing McDaniels back. Right. And Patriots fans, the Patriots organization, they, I feel like they they just rest on the laurels, man. And that's not going to, that's not going to do it. That's not, am I upset? Am I, I'm going to give Gerard Mayo, I'm going to give him a chance. But my fear is, is nothing changes offensively. Now, I don't know. What I do know is the, the locker room likes him, and that's a good thing. I don't know what his offensive strategy is going to be. I'm going to give him a shot, but I'm not necessarily happy with, with the hiring of Gerard Mayo just because he has zero experience above a positional coach. And at this point, all I, all I could say is he's a defensive guy. And defensive guys struggle in this league when the league is moving to a more offensive mind speed on the offense and we're the slowest offense in the league you need that you need a quarterback to hide the fact that Gerard Mayo is not really good at offense or so it seems and so you got we're going quarterback at pick three in the draft we have to and it's probably going to be Jaden Daniels out of LSU which I'm not fine with or excuse me I'm not upset with. I'm fine with Jaden Daniels. I don't want Caleb Williams. I don't want Drake May. I don't want Caleb Williams. I don't want Drake May. I really want Michael Penix out of Washington. Um, but if we get Jaden Daniels out of LSU, I'm fine with that. But then we got a we got we got eighty eighty million dollars in cap space. We got to hit the wide receiver market hard. T Higgins needs to come to New England. You know, if A.J. Brown wants out of Philly, maybe make an offer to trade for A.J. Brown, but that would probably be require the first-round pick. So I wouldn't do that. 
So T. Higgins needs to come. If we can get T. Higgins and a Mike Evans, that automatically fixes our receiver problem, right? We need an offensive line that can protect this quarterback, right? Lyle Collins at tackle. I think he's a free agent. We need to address this offensive line. I think Trent Brown will actually, I think he had a Bill Belichick problem, and I think he'll actually put in some effort uh, with Gerard Mayo as as head coach. I, I think that that'll happen. Um, and so I don't think the, the team is, you know, in bad hands. I just, this is not what I prefer. I would have preferred waiting till the playoffs is over and Detroit's out and going and interviewing Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, because he's the offensive guru. And here's, here's the thing. An offensive minded head coach can sort of hide that he's not a defensive guy. Because he's he if he produces a good offense, you can score. A defensive-minded coach. If if you're a defensive coach, right? So so we look at I'm looking at a situation like Houston, right? Houston brought in uh uh what the hell's his name? Oh, oh he used to he was the DC of, of the 49ers. I can't think of his name for whatever reason now. Uh oh, that's gonna bother me. It's gonna bother me so much. Um, let's Google this. Um, D'Amico Ryans, there it is. They brought in D'Amico Ryans. He's a defensive mind, old linebacker. They hit on this quarterback pick of C.J. Stroud, and it sort of hides the fact that he's, you know, he's a defensive coach, and he really turned around the defense a little bit this year. Uh, But if they didn't have C.J. Stroud, if they had uh, Davis Mills playing quarterback, I don't think they're in the playoffs. Honestly, I don't think they're in the playoffs. If you, as a defensive coach, if you have that quarterback as Belichick had Brady, right? If you have that guy, right, um, it can really turn the franchise around. So the Patriots are going to have to nail this quarterback pick. It can't be Kirk Cousins, right? We can't just go and sign Kirk Cousins. First off, he's going to ask for like 35 mil and cap, and we ain't got time for that. I ain't got time to spend half of our available cap space on Kirk Cousins. We just don't have that type of money. We got way too many more things we have to do with this team. So Jaden Daniels, I think, has to be the pick at three. Um, my fear is we're gonna go Drake May. And why I don't like Drake May is I feel like he's no different than Zappy or or uh Mac Jones. <laughs> the only thing that Drake May does is he's gonna give us the same production, but we have him for five years rather than two or three years left on a rookie deal. Um and so, but at this point, you know, I would have, I would have rather had Ben Johnson. He's an offensive guru. Uh, he, he, I, I, that's just me though. And so I'm going to give Gerard Mayo a shot, but I'm a mark today, January 12th, 2024. I'm a mark this day. And I, and when I'm right, when this offense isn't clicking, if it happens that way, I, I hate to say, I told you so.
right? I hope it's not that way. I hope we go out, we nail this quarterback pick. We go out and get some receivers, some some talent on the offense. Maybe the team responds better to Gerard Mayo. And we go out and we, I think we have a championship winning defense. And so that's why I really wanted the offensive guy like Ben Johnson who could fix the offense because we already had the defense. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the staff is. I just I think the Patriots rely too much on their history and and and, and my fear is is in 20 years we're gonna look back and be like yeah man we won six Super Bowls in the 2000s and we're gonna sound just like the the Cowboys fans today do you know living in the 90s. So that's my fear, right? That we're gonna live in the tw- 2000s and 2010s, but the year's 2040. Right. And, and, and I'm going to try to be that realistic fan. It's like, yo, that was 30 years ago. We fucking suck now. Right. Cause that, <laughs> and so this is a, what are you doing for me now? League? I, I wish Gerard Mayo all the best. Please don't make, make this out to be like, oh, we too deep doesn't like Gerard Mayo. No, no, no. I like Gerard Mayo. I liked him as a player. Uh, I think he was a good linebackers coach. I think he could have used a year or two at defensive coordinator before he got moved up. Um, but I'll say this. I like this more than going out and hiring someone like McDaniels or Vrabel because the dude was already in the system. Um, he knows the players that are there. And so I I hope for the best for him, but I'm not real confident. I'm just going to be completely honest. But with that said, let's jump in. Let's make some, uh, playoff predictions for this week. We got games tomorrow which is Saturday night. We got games Saturday, Sunday, and a Monday night game. So Saturday's games, 4.30 on NBC. You got the Browns going to Houston to play the Texans. And I honestly think that this is going to be the funnest game of this weekend. I think it's going to be a tight, close battle. The Browns played the Texans in the regular season this year. That game took place in Houston. And Cleveland won. However, C.J. Stroud did not play in that game, and I think that's going to make the difference. Either one of these teams I'm going to be, like, very excited for. Now, I just want to, just, like, say something here, right? So, like, if you look at if you look at uh, these matchups. Now, Deshaun Watson's hurt, but if he wasn't, this would be old quarterback versus old team. With the Packers Cowboys, you got old coach versus his old team. And that's um uh, what the fuck's the Cowboys coach? I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he's facing his old team and the Packers. You get the the Lions and the Rams, which is old co- old quarterback versus old team. they they literally got traded for. So there's some storylines here. Not saying it's written this way, but there's some storylines here. This is a fun game. This is going to be a fun game, Browns-Texans. I am I'm for either team, and whoever wins this game is going to be the team that I cheer for long-term into the playoffs. Um, just just honestly, just being honest with you. Um, I like Joe Flacco. I do, but I like C.J. Stroud better. I'm going Houston. I'm going Houston. I think the Texans are going to win. The night game is the Chiefs and the Dolphins on Peacock. It's going to be like negative 30 during this game. 
<laughs> with the wind chill. And I think that, first off, that affects everybody. Let's not act like this is a home field advantage. That affects everybody. Um, it's probably, you know, going to be in a, a game of who can break out and pass the ball. It's probably going to be a, a run-heavy team, a run-heavy game, with just how hard that ball is going to be. Um, I'm just going to say this, though. If it does come out to a shootout where, you, where it depends on, like, throwing the football, I'm putting my money on the Dolphins. Because in regular conditions, the Chiefs receivers couldn't catch the cold, um, and so you would think if you think that they're going to be able to catch a football in negative thirty degree weather. Um, with that being said, I am going the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins are the better team, and I think when it comes down to it, the Dolphins will will end up winning. So we're going to go Texans. We're going to go Dolphins for the Saturday night games. For the Sunday night game or Sunday games, the day game, the afternoon game is the Bills at home taking on the Steelers. Snow's going to play a part in this one. It's going to be like a foot of snow, I believe. Um, Demar Hamlin, I think, is starting because they got some people out in the in the secondary. I'm probably the only person in America making this pick. I've never once cheered for the Steelers in my life. Until until this week, I'm picking the Steelers. I'm picking black and yellow, and I steal Steelers. It just has to be one point. Just win by one point. That's all you got to do, man. Move move on. Go on. Go go win. Go take on the, the Ravens next week because you're the, the lowest seed in the playoffs. Go do that for me. Make me happy. And 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 I'll I'll be happy with it, man. I'll be happy with it. Um, and so I got the Steelers winning this ball game. It's going to be close, but, but I don't know. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling and I'm probably going to be wrong, but I, I can never, I can never cheer for the bills. I can never cheer for the bills. We get Cowboys Packers. Now I'm picking the Cowboys, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people are assuming. I think a lot of people are assuming that this game is going to be like a 14 point, 21 point game. Jordan Love can ball, though, and he's got these Packers playing really, really good football right now. Um, So I'm picking I'm picking the Cowboys, but I will not be shocked at all if the Packers win this game. I will not be shocked at all if the Packers win. And then the night game Sunday night is the Rams and Detroit taking on the Lions. And the Rams have been playing football to get into the playoffs like the last month they're they're streaking at the right moment however i do think i do think that the lions win this game I, again either result i i think we're gonna get a lot of good football this week is what i what i think um and this is gonna be another one of them good game i think the Lions will win though i do um and then monday night we have in tampa the buccaneers versus the eagles in this game, I have no idea where this game's going. I just there's just so much drama going on in Philly right now. AJ Brown, what's going to is he going to play? Is Jalen Hurts playing? You know, you know he broke his 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 middle finger on his throwing hand, and I, I don't know what's going on up there. I really don't. I could see this going either way. I'm picking Philly, but it's going to be really close. Hopefully, they come out and play like the like the season matters, but. If they lose this game, like this has to be the worst fall off in NFL history. Ten and one at the bye week. 
to end up 11 and and uh, six and out in the first round where like you could have been the number one seed and and now you're the five and you're taking on a much less like you're a far superior team on paper right and so I just I don't understand this fall off, Philly. Like, what the hell happened? Like, like I really need like like when we look back at history, this might be the worst fall off of a of and at the mid season mark of a team that we've ever seen. I I don't know what's going on, man. Um, but I am picking Philly to win this game. There's some hope. There's some hope there. I I hope they win this game. I really do. Um. So what's that? That was the Browns. No, excuse me. It was excuse me. It was the Texans, the Cowboys, the Steelers, um, the Lions, the Eagles, and I'm in the Dolphins. There it is. So the Texans, the Dolphins, the the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Lions. And the Eagles. Those are my six picks for this week's playoff games. Let's see if I'm right or not as we head into next week. Um, speaking of next week, so these episodes, these episodes will drop on. This is like a special get to know episode. I just came up, you know, with with the ep- I wanted to get the first episode out um, to talk about this before the news sort of grew, grew stale. But these episodes will traditionally drop on Wednesdays. Um, we'll have one episode a week on Wednesday morning. I'll record it, and it will drop sometime Wednesday afternoon. Um, and then I'll post I'll post the link on social media, but I'll also post it in the Discord. The Discord will get it first. So go ahead, click the 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 link in the description for the Junkyard Media Group. Uh, discord server uh with that uh thank you all for watching the first ever episode of the we 2d podcast and uh with that y'all have a great rest of your your week uh weekend and i hope y'all enjoy the football this weekend and if your team's in the playoffs maybe they win maybe they don't uh let's see if you are in the discord or join the discord um you know, it is a wrestling-centric Discord that we're going to talk some sports now that this podcast is in there. Um, but I just know that it is sort of wrestling-centric, uh, WWE, AEW-style wrestling. Um, go check out the Beyond the Junkyard podcast, um, as well as my show, the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Um, and again, thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next Wednesday for the next episode. Y'all have a great rest of your week.